Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I want to welcome you to the new and improved Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. After many years of interviewing the best and brightest thought leaders around the world on my SiriusXM show, I am excited to now have those interviews available to people around the globe on this podcast. So many people would write us and say, I love what I've been hearing about your interviews with these great people. Where can I access them? I live in this country or that country, or I don't have access to that technology. How can I get the information? Well, I'm so excited now that we are able to offer the information and the interviews free on this podcast. So we want you to sit back and enjoy this message and let me know how you like them. And then do me a favor. If you like them, send a review, write a review and post it. And if you like it, hit like on here and share it and tell everybody you know about it and then subscribe to this podcast so you'll get the alerts when we post a new interview episode. Thank you for listening and enjoy the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. Named one of the outstanding five speakers in the world. Inducted into the Speaker Hall of Fame. Award-winning singer. Best-selling author. And now, here's Willie Jolly. Well, I have only just a minute. That's right. Only 60 seconds in it. It's forced upon me. I can't refuse it. I didn't seek it. I didn't choose it. But it's up to me to use it. I must suffer if I lose it. Give a count if I abuse it. Just a tiny little minute but our eternities are wrapped up in it i'm gonna make the most of this minute and i'm grateful for this opportunity to talk to you to share with you to be with you wherever you may be around the world now you know we are so grateful that many are listening on the radio but now many 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 are listening around the globe on my podcast so i want to welcome you wherever you are and i am grateful for you well i start every show with that minute god's minute from dr benjamin mays who was martin luther king jr's mentor and encouraged him to do and be and dream big dreams and i took advantage of that minute early on in my speaking career to start using it, adapting and adopting it as a moniker for my messaging since I wrote a book called It Only Takes a Minute to to Change Your Life. And I started my one-minute motivational messages around the country on radio and television. But it has gone on to also signify that I give a moment of every show to give God glory. It's God's minute. I take a moment, a minute of every show to give God glory, to thank him for life and strength and health. If you've got your health, you are blessed. You know, things might be all upside down, topsy-turvy, but you got your health. You're still here. You're in the land of the living. you got to be willing to give God some glory. So that's what I do. I know I do. I can't tell everybody else, but I tell them what I do, and I'm grateful. So I give God glory. And then I'm grateful for each and every one of you who has made this show the number one self-help show on the network across the country and then one of the most popular podcasts globally to help people to do more, be more, and achieve more, to give them ideas, strategies, and stories to be inspired by that they can see that they too, that they 
too can do incredible things with their life. So today is another opportunity. I want to thank you for sharing it with your friends, your family, your co-workers, telling everybody. I'd ask you to do me a favor and continue to like it, to share it, to 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 uh, forward it to your friends. Hey, you got to listen to this. Hey, you got to listen to this. Uh, and the more you do that, the more people will be inspired. And that's what our goal was. Well, I am grateful for all of you who tune in to my Happily Married Monday with the Jollies every Monday night, 9 o'clock Eastern Time on Facebook Live, Willie.Jolly, where we talk about marriage and how to stay married. Our goal is to uh, save a million marriages, enhance a million more, and we wrote the book, Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last, my bride and I. We've been married for 36 years, haven't had an argument in over 33 years, so we want to let folks know that we learned something after those first three tumultuous years that kept us from arguing the next 33 and we want you to learn from us and from those who join us every week so nine o'clock eastern time then monday through friday if you're on my newsletter you can get a free video from me a one minute message to encourage you particularly during these challenging times and then if you're in the market where the get up morning with erica campbell show you can hear me at 8 20 eastern time 7 20 central time with the Wake Up and Win with Dr. Willie Jolly message every day. And then on Saturday mornings, every Saturday, we do the Jolly Good News Report. In a time of bad news, sad news, and and really depressing news, I want to give you some good news, some uplifting, encouraging news. Because good news is good for your spirit. It's good for your soul. As Maya Angelou says, good news puts steel in your spine. (laughs) So every Saturday morning, 10 a.m., Eastern Time on the Jolly Good News Facebook page. Jolly Good News Facebook page. Join us. Well, my guest today is an achiever. He he got nothing but good news. This dude is the real deal. And I'm very grateful that I have had the opportunity to develop a friendship with him. His name is Jason Dunn. Now, some of you are going to know him. If you're in the hospitality industry, then you know his name already because, as I said, he is a mover and shaker. He is the group vice president of diversity and sales and inclusion at the Cincinnati USA Convention and Visitor Bureau. But he was elected to chair the National Convention of the National Coalition of Black Meeting Professionals. And that is a big deal because He's the first supplier to be elected chair of the National Coalition of Black Meeting Professionals. That, that's a big deal because this is an organization that focuses on the meeting industry, the hospitality industry. And over the many years that it's been established, all the people who were chair, who were running it, who were keeping it going, were meeting professionals. But he's a supplier. He is with the Convention and Visitors Bureau. And he is a mover, a shaker. He has been doing so much around the country, and particularly in the uh, Kentucky area, northern Kentucky area, Cincinnati, that people were making Uh, He was turning heads. Who is this guy? And he has been able to do such incredible things that he was the name one of the 40 under 40 uh, young industry leaders by Mars Transit Magazine and Connect and Rejuvenate Magazines. He also created the annual Cincinnati Moon Festival event in collaboration with the Greater Cincinnati Chinese Cultural Exchange. He has created so much activity that people said, we got to get this guy on our team and that's why the 
National Coalition of Black Meeting Planners uh, and Professionals. I used to call them Black Meeting Planners when I spoke for them years and years ago. Now they're Black Meeting Professionals. But he has been able to be a leader and a shaker there. So I want to get more of his story. I gave him a thumbnail sketch, Jason. Tell us more where you come from, how you got to be where you are, because you're making headway. I appreciate that, and thanks for allowing me time uh, today. I'm uh, originally from Columbus, Ohio, and uh, I am the son of uh, Harold Lewis Dunn, uh, who is now deceased, and the son of Neva Lee Dunn, who uh, currently lives in Columbus. Uh, I grew up on the south side of Columbus, uh, went to uh, all of the neighborhood schools. I I was uh, kind of the guinea pig, so um, out of six boys, uh, I, I, uh, I went to uh, all, all the schools around the neighborhood, and, and um, some of other brothers did not, but that's because I was, uh, was kind of... You were one of six family. boys? Yes, sir. Wow. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My, uh, my, my, father was, uh, my father was a Marine. Well, you know, you're always a Marine, regardless of whether you're here on Earth or not. Right. And, um, and worked at the uh, post office. My mom... Uh, my mother worked at uh, Head Start um, and uh, part-time at the Powell Center, Police Athletic League. And so I grew up in a, a very um, uh, structured home where family was important. Yes. Uh, all of my family, my father had nine brothers and sisters, uh, and my mother had three um, sisters. And, uh, and we all grew up on the same side of town, and most of my uh, aunts and cousins uh, went to the same high school, of which kind of my story uh, kind of, of, of began. And uh, we attended all of us in the Tristone Missionary Baptist Church under Bishop Jerome H. Ross um, in, in, um, in Columbus, where I got, got my start in my spiritual journey. Yes. So as I, as I start there, you know, um, I was a pretty good athlete. Most of my family were. Uh, we only had maybe a handful of females in um, my uh, in, in my in my family, most were all boys from my uncles, etc. And uh, so it was expected that you were um, uh, kind of uh, um, uh, you know you you, you you were the lead. You, you were you were expected to go into a room and to lead the, the discussion to kind of take it over, and particularly on the football field. Yep. And and as I begin to matriculate through uh, through through high school, um, and you know that was kind of our piece. Athletics was a cornerstone of growing up in my household. You went to school, you came home, you did chores, uh, then you went to practice, you came back, and um, you know we sat around and, and um, enjoyed each other, played games, etc. Right. And and so on March seventeenth, nineteen ninety four is when my life would change. My, I wrestled my father. Um, we used to wrestle all the time. He'd come home, would jump on him, and he would always win. Right. And, uh, and on 1994, March 17th, he would leave for the last time. And uh, I pinned him down finally. Uh, he said, okay, you got me. And then uh, we got calls later on that night um, that he had passed on the basketball court. Wow. And uh, he had, had a heart attack at 40, 45 years old. Forty-five and, uh, years old. Wow. So at that moment, we I was at home, my brothers, and we got several phone calls from church members saying, hey, what's wrong with your dad? And we had known what was happening because he had left to play basketball, so we didn't know what the idea was. So we went to Grant Hospital at the time. Uncle came and picked us up, and um, we went and saw a sea of people there and in the middle of my mother. And um, they told us that our, our father had passed. 
Now, mind you, my dad was a part of the, the, the Brotherhood of Church. He was very involved in uh, many organizations, and uh, a lot of his friends who weren't his brothers treated us like sons. So we, we had a family around us. Yes. But what, what, what was vulnerable and what came from that is that my mother went into a depression that we had never seen mm. for three to four months. She just kind of laid in the bed because um, that was her, her, her heart. Yeah. And um, that, that affected us. So from the age of 15 on to, I went to before I got out of school, um, I, I, I had a secret that no one knew about. Mm. And that secret was that I could not breed on the level that I was supposed to be in high school, and I had got along because I had a great personality. My family knew all the people in the high schools. Uh, my coaches um, kind of, you know, uh, liked what my um, my attributes were on the field, and I was passed along. Wow. And, Let's make sure I got this. So you were uh, personable, charming, friendly. You had all the attributes, and you were a star athlete, but... There was a secret. You had a deficiency in your reading ability, and you couldn't read well. Yes, sir. Wow. That's exactly correct. Yes, sir. I, uh, so, what, what, so I, um, so, and, and then it became more evident after my, my father passed because we kind of, kind of began to run, run a little rapid, rampant around the house and to get a little bit of trouble, et cetera. So, and my house was considered like the country club. We mm. were a, a, a lower, lower middle class kind of family. Uh, and most of my friends, who are like brothers to me, did not come come up in a dual parent household. So my household was kind of the the structure, was kind of the uh, the comfort or, or the uh, the um, the safe space. Yes. So um, so I think if you put that in context, uh, we all had our secrets. Right. We all had our secrets, but no one knew that I had difficulty reading to the point where it would hinder me uh, long term. So moving. Fast forward, uh, you know, in 1996, when I graduated from high school, that is when in Ohio they enacted the proficiency test. What kind um, of test was that? Proficiency test. Pro- proficiency test, uh-huh. Yes, sir. And what that was is it gave five buckets of, well, maybe it was six. It was math, science, reading, writing, um, and I think logic, I, I want to say, I'm not sure. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. Because y'all folks, y'all got to hear the rest of this story <laughs> and how his life went from a setback <laughs> to a comeback. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show. And we'll be right back with Jason Dunn. You got to hear this story. It will inspire you and encourage you. We'll be right back. And for sure, your best is yet to come. This is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I have a question for you. Have you ever wondered why some people can make a million dollars, lose it, make a second million, lose that, then make a third million, while other people can't even make ends meet? Well, the reason is that those people know the recipe for success. And... 
That recipe is available to everyone if you will do what they did. They made a habit of getting positive, motivational resources of great thinkers and great learners. And I want to offer those same kind of resources to you. We've developed a free page on my website. It's wjspeaks.com slash gift. wjspeaks.com slash gift. On that site, we've got resources, books, audios to help you to grow and they're free. So go to wjspeaks.com slash gift, wjspeaks.com slash gift and get some of those resources and then share that page with your friends and your family members. We want to impact and inspire millions of people. And remember, if you enjoy this message on this podcast, like it, share it and Post a review about it and make a difference in the lives of others by letting them know about it. Have a great day. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. And we're back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show. Across America, from coast to coast and border to border, as my friend Joe Madison says, and globally now with the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. And I hope you will make sure you share with your friends, your family members, to everybody that you can get it on iHeartRadio, C-Suite Radio, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts, the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast, where you get to hear all of these great people that I have on this show and the ones I've had over the years, and you can be inspired on an ongoing basis. Well, my special guest today is Jason Dunn. He's been a change maker in Cincinnati in the national hospitality industry, and since joining the CVB in 2004, he has led efforts to deliver significant new convention business, and he is had a direct ability of bringing in over $200 million, m- million dollars, and uh, he has been able to now go on to be elected chairman of the National Coalition of Black Meeting Professionals, the first supplier who has ever been able to achieve that role. But you've got to hear the rest of his story. Now, let's go. For those who are just joining us, he grew up one of six brothers. His father was a Marine. His mother was uh, working uh, also in the household, and they were a two-family home that was well-known in the area. And one day he went to play basketball. His son said, hey, we see you a little later, Dad, but he had a heart attack on the basketball court and died, which impacted all of the family. His mother went into a deep depression, and the, the boys did the best they could. But Jason, who was a star athlete, was very successful, or so most people thought, but he had a secret. He could not read effectively. And he kept being passed along because of his athleticism, his personality, but it was going to catch up. You were telling us you were graduating from high school and there was a, a proficiency test that you had to take. And it had math and English and reading and logic. And, and what happened? Yeah, so in 1996, when that test started 
first came out, we had the largest freshman class in the in the, at, in South South History, which is the name of the school, and we only graduated with 90 people um, out of I think it was want to say six or seven hundred freshmen. It, it, it was something crazy like that. But only 90 of us graduated because we never could pass the proficiency test. Mm. And so I, I'm not certain how I passed it, but let's be clear. Just know I'm not sure how I passed that test. So I passed it. It was test. by the grace of God, huh? <laughs> <laughs> let me just, yes, let me just say that. Or I, I told A, B, A, B, and C on different, different ways at the right time. So, so um, I, I went on to West Virginia State and played uh, a little bit of football. I got kicked out because I didn't really have a – a, a study piece. No one knew me, knew me there outside of football, so I didn't have time to build relations. I got, I got end up leaving there because all I did was lift weights and uh, go, go go to practice, and cause I didn't really have the work ethic to move forward. And I left there with a zero point three six um, GPA. Wow. Um, so yeah, so so cause I, I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't couldn't keep up. Right. And so what I came home and began to work um, at back in Columbus, and um, you know got some other things going and. My mother gave me an ultimatum. She said, you're either going to get a job and get out of here, or you're going to the military. You've got to make a decision on what you're going to do. So I, I went to, I called my godfather, Akko Kimbone, and um, he uh, got me into the University of Cincinnati. He called a friend, Eric Abercrombie, down here, and then we began to uh, align things here at UC. And uh, that's where... Um, I met my, my wife. Now, for, for context, my wife is from Youngstown, Ohio. Mm-hmm. She was the, the number two graduate in, in, in nursing school at UC, number one in her class for an, an, an anesthesia at Case Western Reserve. And she taught me how to study. Wow. She taught me how to, to, to read at, to a point where I could comprehend what was going on in class. She made sure that I had um, my work done and that, if I wanted to be with her, that I needed to make sure my stuff was right. Now, let's be clear. It was some tumultuous times where I wasn't ready for that. Right, and right. I, and I probably wasn't the best person to be around um, because I had to transition from being a athlete to now looking at a holistic piece and understanding where uh, my skill set was. And that was depressing, depressing for a little while. Sure. So what I did learn is my leadership ability and still use my charisma to lead people, which I had learned to get along with in high school and all the way up to where I was at. So during the unrest in Cincinnati, fast forward, 2001, when Timothy Thomas was killed, um, uh, uh, was the 15th black man to be killed by police, um, there was unrest. Right. And my charisma began to come out where we organized students and the community um, and had a bridge between the University of Cincinnati and the uh, community as a whole in the city of Cincinnati uh, to move forward an agenda that kind of, um, kind of you know, caught attention to the disparities and inequities in the city. Yes. So the boycott began, and the boycott uh, was a direct target, uh, was tourism in that in that target. So convention stopped. Spike Lee, Bill Cosby, when people liked him, uh, were was asked not not to come, and and other um, uh, 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 entertainers kind of began to boycott Cincinnati. Now was a part of that conversation. So. Fast forward to 2003, um, the, uh, when I graduated, I, I um, had our first daughter, and that's when, at that moment, another changing moment, when I figured out that I had to become a man and to leave my family. I began to have odd jobs, and then I reached out to former Vice Mayor Lisa Reese, 
and asked her for an opportunity, and she gave me one. And the National Underground Railroad Freedom Center opened up in 2004, and we did the pre-opening reception. I hosted that. After hosting that, they had called all of, at that time, to your point, Dr. Jolly, uh-huh. the National Coalition of Black Meeting Planners into the city because they were trying to get black inventors to come back to Cincinnati. Right. So they called the leadership back into the, to, to the city and say, hey, we want you to show you that we're changing, we're making strides, can you come in? So that was my first interaction with the black meeting planner organization because we had called them in, did a big um, tour around the city, showed them the Freedom Center, et cetera, and, um, you know, they liked it, right? Mm. So my contract concluded. Yes. And then the Convention Bureau hired me in 2004, now hear me, with no experience. I had no relationships outside of the vice mayor. I didn't know anything about the Convention Bureau or the hotels. But what I did have was the ability to go into a room and to bring people together. Yes. And to lead folks, right? Yep. So from 2004, September 1, um, I joined the National Coalition of Black Meeting Planners as, again, someone who didn't have any uh, information or any data or any experience in the industry, and then began to work my way up through coalition, being on committees, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. And then at that moment, I realized that although um, I was not a activist, I see tourism as, a, uh, as an empowerment tool. Right. So if you think about tourism and unpack, and unpack it, all of the people who are coming into a destination it is essentially a workforce ecosystem. So yeah. when new money comes in, you bring people at work. People are at work, at work, and the tax dollars go to support a destination. But as you unpack the tourism industry, there are a lot of disparities. Yes. that most of the people of color are working in hourly employee jobs. They're cooking, cleaning, or serving roles. And so what I found was my new challenge was how do I empower um, those persons based off data uh, to become uh, a vice president, CEOs, et cetera, within the industry by leading um, the discussion and being courageous about having it in a, in a predominantly um, majority room. Wow, so you went from a neophyte knowing nothing but, but showing leadership in the midst of a crisis in the community with another black man being killed and you saying, I'm leading. Now, you know, there, there's, a, there's a correlation here getting of this piece and you heard about the fact that he was Martin Luther King Jr.'s mentor. Now, Martin Luther King was 26 when they came to him and said, we need somebody to lead. He said, I'm not, I'm not, the, I'm a young preacher. I'm just my first pastorate, but you've got something. And we want you to lead. He led the Montgomery bus boycott. And that was his thrust into leadership. And it sounds to me that when this uh, experience happened and the young man was killed right there in uh, Cincinnati, Timothy Thomas was shot and killed by Cincinnati police, you were thrust into a position that showed your what your God-given abilities. You know, there's an old saying that says that people are called to do what they were born to do and so in doing what you were born to do you not only live your purpose but you can make a living living your purpose and which is what you have done and so you've now gone on to become the uh, vice president of the uh, convention bureau but also the first 
chair of the National Coalition of Black Meeting Planners, who's a supplier. And your story has been inspirational because when you told me when we first met that you could not read, but your wife, I said, come on, somebody, you my kind of man. <laughs> he said, he, my wife taught me to read. My wife pushed me to read. And now she's my, not only my, my life partner, my business partner, and we have a family and we're growing. And, and all of this is because I was willing to choose smart. And you know what? When he said that, folks, I said, this is my kind of guy because he understood the power of marrying well. And I want to talk about, and when we come back from the next break, here's what we're going to talk about. Uh, you got a big event coming up that we want to make sure everybody who is involved with hospitality, tourism, meetings, the meeting industry, marriage. We got so many people who live, who, who listen to this from all sorts of industries who would want to know. You've got a big event. It's going to be virtual and it's going to be a life-changing event that you've got coming up. And then talk about how you've been thrust into first being uh, in the meeting industry, leading that pro protest and process with the Timothy Thomas situation. But now you're thrust into becoming the chair in the midst of a global pandemic that is not unlike anything we've ever seen. What a year to be thrust in it. But if anybody was well able, God knew <laughs> who the right one to put in here, Jason Dunn. You're going to hear how he has transformed this crisis into a great opportunity and how he is changing the lives of not only people in Cincinnati, but all over the world. But ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be right back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I got an email from a gentleman in Australia who shared how he had been struggling in his business, and he bought some of my books and audios, and how it had a profound impact on his business, and he went from worst to first in his company. I shared with him how much I appreciated his Note, but I told him those books, those audios, those videos were not just something that I just thought up one day and started to write. They were born out of my experiences, out of the challenges of overcoming the problems and the difficulties and how I was able to do it. And I shared with him that others have sent similar messages and that these resources work. I want to encourage you and invite you to go to my store. Go to wjspeaks.com slash shop. wjspeaks.com slash shop. Get some of the books. It only takes a minute to change your life or a setback is a setup for a comeback or turn setbacks into greenbacks or chicken soup for the soul or an attitude of excellence or the book I wrote with my wife after 34 years of being married and not having an argument in over 30 years. We wrote a book called Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last and now it is saving marriages all over the globe. Go to the store, get some of the art the videos, the books, the resources to help you have greater personal and professional success. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Make this a great day on purpose. And we're back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly with my special guest, Jason Dunn Sr., which means there's a Jason Dunn Jr. 
<laughs> which is the that's your son who are on on your on the website you got to see this beautiful family but he's the group vice president of diversity sales and inclusion for the cincinnati usa convention and visitors bureau but that's not all he is the first supplier to be elected chairman of the national coalition of black meeting professionals which folks is a big deal i've spoken for them many times over the years and this is a big deal for a supplier member because all of the Chairman, over the years, have been meeting professional uh, 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 meeting professionals who did that. So uh, you got a big event, though. I want to before we go further. I want to ask some questions that I think will bless folks. But what is the big event, and tell us about it that's coming up? Yeah, so the big event is our uh, our thirty seventh annual um, annual convention, which this year, due to COVID, is virtual, which is a first for us. Uh, that's November eighteenth through the 20th, and you can get more information by going to ncbmp.com, ncbmp.com. And, and, and why this is a big event for us is um, a lot of our uh, members whom um, are a part of coalition have been affected uh, by COVID, and because of that, some have lost their jobs or some have, um, uh, frankly, been laid off uh, or are working, but in a capacity where the resources may have been dried up. So what we try to do is have a virtual event where it addresses not only uh, the importance of diversity uh, within the industry and how we solve for it, but also how do we bless folks who are currently transitioning uh, from working at a company for 20-plus years and now facing the reality that they are getting unemployment or having to find jobs outside of the, the industry that they, that they love. And I think, uh, yeah, sorry. go ahead. No, you go ahead. And, 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 and then what we have tried to do um, within this convention is to solve for the, the, uh, the challenges that are vocalized that we are calling uh, to question about the lack of uh, African Americans or brown people um, whom are in leadership positions. So, for example, uh, in the conference, you'll, we'll, you'll talk about, we'll talk about diversity. Uh, with Dr. Dan Janice Underwood, who is uh, the Chief Diversity Officer for the Commonwealth of Virginia, which is a, a, a governor-appointed governor position, cabinet position is the first in this country, that will talk about how they're doing things in Virginia. Yeah. Then we have uh, Dr. Alana from uh, uh, the Payne Hospitality uh, School will speak to um, uh, studies and stats that talk about the disparities within the industry and and although our, our industry is down post-COVID, but as you revealed, how can we make sure that it is a different um, uh, industry as a whole? And folks, uh, our allies who are talking what they're doing within their organizations. Then you go all the way to what I call our, um, our cream of the crop conversation where Roland Martin will be the moderator. That is, he's talking uh, with industry experts from the U.S. Travel Association about a black study uh, that we're kind of getting out where people were talking about the actual value and impact of black conventions and meetings. Mm. Right now, the number is $60 billion for leisure uh, for black people who spend money across the country. Uh, but the reality of it is we don't have the actual data point for black conventions. So that's what this study is going to show from an international uh, firm, MMGY Global, who will talk about that. And then we go into uh, conversations about healthy cooking, taking care of yourself. Because Gina Neely, um, who some of you all may know from the Food Network, is having discussions with some key people about how to take care of yourself in these trying times. And then the social justice aspect of the discussion 
uh, frankly, about forcing brands, cities, hotels, elected officials, et cetera, on, on you know, the importance of tourism and what that means to ecosystem. Uh, the lieutenant governor of Nevada has confirmed, and there are several pending confirmations from elected officials um, from Congress all the way to uh, the Minister of Tourism for the Bahamas, um, whom we'll be speaking. So, again, if you're interested, we want you to t- come here and learn and listen. NCBNP.com uh, is where you go and register uh, for, for the conference. Uh, we hope uh, that people uh, will get information and understand what our industry does. You don't have to have a college degree to come into our industry and make six figures. Most of the folks who are in there do not. Oh, say that again. Stop again. Say that one more time. Say that one more time. <laughs> you do not have to have a college degree to make six figures in our industry. And and what we and what African what black people and brown folks are usually limited to is the entry level positions, which again are front desk cooking and cleaning. But what we have sought to do is open up the industry and ask the question why uh, there are limited opportunities, and then to expose the disparities and, and solve for them. And a part of that is with business convention that we're providing resources to do that. Wow. So, folks, that is why I wanted to have them on. Many people are looking for new opportunities. And the hospitality industry right now has been challenged. But there are new opportunities that are going to be coming as part of this. And if you get in on this side of the crisis, by the time the other side comes through, which it is going to come, we will get through this. Many of you have heard my song on, uh, where I sang, uh, we'll get through this, that, that has blown up. But we will get through this. And when we do, there are going to be some incredible opportunities. You know, I talk about uh, often in my speeches that the word crisis, which we are in, has dual meaning it has meaning number one great danger meaning number two great opportunities you must be able to understand that there's going to be some great opportunities that are going to be available for those who want and uh, looking for new exciting business opportunities also uh jason i would assume that uh it would be open to anybody am i right yes sir if people go online uh, on the website you go and register and, uh, yes, anyone can attend, um, and we, we, we encourage that because, again, we are a, a microcosm of the rest of the world. And yep. when we leave the hotels, the CDBs, our association uh, headquarters, we go to our communities who look and act and reflect our, our, our commonality. So, absolutely. 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 So we want we want you to go and look. And if you're in the hospitality industry, if you're a hotelier, if you're a a wedding planner, there are lots of informational ideas that you will get from this conference that will help you grow your opportunities and your business. I know a lot of folks who are listening who are uh, in the wedding industry, which has been slammed. Everybody's industry has been slammed in hospitality and travel and tourism. But there are, as I said, great danger, but there are going to be some great opportunities. And now is the time to go to this conference. You can do from your home, from your office, from your bedroom, from your car. You can be involved where you usually have to go to a city where I've spoken, as I said, many times for the uh, coalition meetings. And I'd had to go to Florida or I have to go to California. But this time you can do it from your home. So I encourage you to go to N as in Nancy, C as in Charlie, B as in uh, Bobby, M as in Mary, P as in Paul.com. Isn't that right, Jason? Yes, sir. All right. And go see it. So, look, so you, you get elected to this uh, exciting 
position. Chair. You're the chair. Chair of the National <laughs> Coalition. And, and, and it was in late 2019. You accepted the role and, and you, were, uh, you knew there'd be some surprises, some unseen challenges, late nights. You, you've built your business out of overcoming challenges from uh, childhood to teenagehood with overcoming your f- family challenges, the loss of your dad, then having to overcome the challenges, not being able to read and going on to college, getting leaving the first school and then having to go to another school. But there you were. That was God's plan. So you can meet that wife and she could help you. To learn to read, and then that leadership seed that was in you, that leadership seed that needed to germinate, become all it could be, came to be. And then you started leading uh, civic activities, leading in, in, in Columbus, and then leading in Cincinnati, and leading in Ohio, and then getting a part of the CVB and becoming a leader there. And now you're the leader of the National uh, Coalition of Black Meeting Professionals. But even with all that you had, all that was going on, you had no idea mm, you're going to have to lead this organization, the leading African-American hospitality organization, through unparalleled times not only we got a pandemic not only do we have massive job loss not only do we have a uh, economic downturn but then we had george floyd on top of that and then racial strife and we're in the midst of all sorts of uh, other challenges politically all over the country i'm just one thing after another you had no idea so how did how did you come up with the strategies what did you do what was your thinking once all of this started hitting well, well, I think courage first. I've learned at, at, at a young age that if I align myself uh, with my faith and my passion, that anything I need to do is going to happen. The things I want to do are going to open up opportunities for. So I, I think you got to have courage. Got to have what, courage. Yep. And, and courage and a vision. Mm. And what, what we knew to be true um, before uh, uh, George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and others um, is that there was a disparity in, in the industry. But I also knew that when, t- when black conventions come into a city, that they empower many hotels, they empower many organizations to, uh, frankly, remind themselves of why they were created. What is the mission of why you were created? And it kind of gives a sense of uh, uh, push, a force for you to be your best self. So, in my opinion, I read up a lot on what's going on in the current um, communities, and I try to bring in conventions that will solve for that, particularly if it's a black and brown space, that bring macro resources to address the issue. So, if you have an issue where the local chapter or affiliate can't deal with it, it's one thing to to shun them, but when 10,000 people come to a destination that are aligned on one mission, it's difficult to turn your back. That's right. So, in my mind, if we bring you to the forefront the real power of tourism outside of the economic impact, but just the the value of empowering the people, then they would have left the destination better than what it is. So, we had to empower first our members to see their true power outside of getting contracts signed. Mm. What are they actually doing for a city when you come? What are you actually doing for? small black businesses when you uh, when you sign a convention what are you doing for a membership of a of a local organization and reminding them or rejuvenating them on what they what they were founded to do and why they're volunteering you're holding them accountable right yes so and and in my mind we had to get back and center our members to really understand the real impact 
And so we begin to have conversations with, with national organizations and broaden our resources. That's why we changed the name from planners to professionals, because we broaden our resources to not just black and brown organizations, but also white organizations, too, because here's the thing. A lot of the education opportunities came from white organizations. So we had to go and get accreditation that, um, uh, that the majority population would, uh, would, would, would hold in high esteem, but we already knew we didn't need that to be successful, but that's what they needed to see. Yes. So we wanted to alleviate any other issues or complications or obstacles that were in the way for us to become successful. So we went and partnered with organizations that, 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 that had that. So education opportunities. We went to the what is the umbrella organizations that many of the CDBs follow policy. So we partnered with them to help change and influence the policy, of which I'm proud to say that we are. We're going to have a report card that kind of speaks to where the disparities are at right now in the industry. It will be unveiled the first quarter of next year, which has never been done. Wow. Wow. Hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come right back. Man, you are on fire. And he's going to talk about how you, whether you are in the industry or in hospitality, can grow your business, your success by changing your thinking. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show. And for sure, your best is yet to come. Friendship is not about being convenient. It's about being committed and consistent. You can call on me. When you need me. You can call on me. You can call on me. Pick up the phone. You can call and call me. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and people often ask, how did I go from a broke, busted nightclub singer to become a best-selling author and to be voted one of the outstanding five speakers in the world by the 175,000 members of Toastmasters International? The answer is that I decided to invest and change my thinking, invest in my mindset, and decided to change my inputs because inputs determine outputs. I heard about a seminar years ago when I was just getting started. I was making about $100 a speech, and I heard this seminar that was creating millionaires, and it cost $10,000, but the guy was getting results. I didn't have that kind of money, but I decided to borrow it because I learned that there's a price for success, the price of college, the price of going to school, the price of education. There's a price for success, and then there's a cost for not paying the price, the cost of staying the same. And that cost is greater than the price. It's too expensive. And so I went, and it changed my life. And I came back and quickly made $100,000. I heard a similar story from Dr. Dave Martin, how he went to a success rally, heard a speaker who inspired him. He and his friend said, wow, that's changed my life. The speaker had a package of materials to help build wealth. The package cost $1,500. And that was all the money Dr. Dave had to his name. Dr. Dave's friend asked, do you think this stuff is worth it? Dr. Dave thought for a moment. He said, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. But I do know that I'm worth it. I'm worth it. He invested that money in that package and used the materials to grow his thinking. He grew his mindset. He shared how that $1,500 investment has gone on to generate millions in revenues. He's a multimillionaire. 
and he has homes now in Arizona and Florida. I want to say to you, it's time to invest in you. I want to give you some materials that will help you grow you, grow your mindset, grow your future, grow your finances. Go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire wjspeaks.com slash billionaire to get some materials that will inspire your success and help you find that there's a price for success, but there's a cost for not paying the price. And the cost is always greater than the price. Go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire and get the bag, the box, or any of the materials there and keep growing your wealth. And remember, as a man thinketh, so as he is, and your best is yet to come. back with my special guest jason dunn jason you on fire so i'm letting you go go just tell them about what they can what they can do and expect from being involved in this industry as you see the change that is coming so, so again i, I think about to talk about the black and brown communities there are plenty of opportunities to engage um from a small black business to if you are a supplier which are uh, uh hotels um convention bureaus convention centers printers transportation companies AV companies, etc. All those things are supplies. And from the planning side, if you want more education, you can join as well. So the, the, the virtual component of this is that we know that many of our legacy organizations who are members of our group, NACP, Delta Sigma Theta, Omega, Omega Psi Phi, uh, uh, National Black um, uh, uh, MBAs, National Law, uh, National Bar Association, all those groups could not meet. Um, because COVID had attacked our community, so it was irresponsible to do so. Right. So they did a virtual piece. That's what we did, too. So our virtual piece is to, again, to continue to empower our members, uh, provide data so they can go back to the persons that they work with or work for to show the relevancy of our, of our industry and our, and our, uh, our business. And then third, um, to give encouragement during this transition, particularly because our communities have been affected not only with the their current jobs, but also their health, and just seeing people around them has been disrupted. Their life has been disrupted. So we want to create the opportunity where people are centered. We remind them of who they are, whose they are, where they're going, and how they're going to get there. And we as an organization are there to assist them in this difficult time. Oh, man, that's awesome. Now, we talk about the uh, meeting and hospitality industry, the uh, uh, events industry. All of that's tied up into the hospitality, the hotels, the restaurants. Everybody's involved in this process of trying to stage a comeback. We want to see this comeback. Well, what are the, some of the things you are telling some of your members? Hey, here's how we're going to come back. Here's the vision that we got for the future. Data shows that black people spend $1.3 trillion in 2020, right? Wow. The data also shows that black and brown in the Asian community will be the majority minority in the next five to ten years. Yes. And in fact, between the ages of 18 and 36, I'm sorry, 18 and 26, uh, that number has already happened. So the minority majority has already happened within that age group. So what we're telling our, our, our members is, listen, get the data. Yes. The data shows that the future of this economy and this country is brown, right? Mm. So you have to be able to sell the impact of our conventions, which is why we partner with MMGY Global that will announce the black travel study um, that, that, that talks about the significance of our business. So once you lead with data, then you talk about how do you change people's hearts to not be afraid 
um, to change their traditional style of, um, of selling. Because yes. most folks sell in a transactional style, but our communities sell in a relational style. Yes. So it's not, you got to earn it. You're not just going to go and get it, you got to earn it. Right, right, right. right. And, and so, and, and that takes time. So you have to have the courage to walk into a room with your head up high, lead with data, speak to the conscience of the person after you have supported the data with the business case, and then have the ability to articulate the tactics that make what you're talking about come to fruition. And that's what we've been pushing for the past 11 months. Wow. So what's the data? What's the business case? What is the hearts and minds of the rooms in the room who's going to say yes or no? And then what's the tactics to make sure it comes to fruition? And then you got to sustain it. And wow. sustainability comes with resources. It, it comes with staff. It comes with a vision. And it comes with not just a fly-by-night strategy, but a long-term strategy that has metrics tied to it within a timeline. And if you don't have that, you're just talking. Cool. So timeline, metrics, conscious, business plan, and data. Wow. Wow. Now, uh, obviously, you're not just talking out the side of your neck because you did it. OK, you did it. You went from entry level to becoming the uh, chair. OK. And, 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 and I, I'm the first black vice president. Uh, I'm the highest ranking uh, person in hospitality in Cincinnati, the first black black person to be VP, period, across the board in the CGB in the history of the 75 years of the CGB. Wow. Okay, so you did it, and you did it through through what? What were the secrets that you learned? If you had to sit in a room with college students and say, okay, here do you got us. You got to do this. This is what I did. Tell me some of the things you did. You know, my family always had a base. We always had a base. You, you got to have a base that you're loyal to, and you got to be authentic. Be yourself in any room. Um, and what I've learned, and don't have courage, and you got to be able to bring people together to find a mutual understanding or a commonality that they all get. They may get there differently, but at some point they got to have the intersection of, of what's right and what's wrong and what's truth and what's a lie. And then if you build on that, um, then you begin to push forward. You know, I tell a story. I was the, the chairman of the uh, uh, our transit association here in Cincinnati, and it was highly polarized politically with Democrats on Republicans on one side and Democrats on the other. But in reality, we had to find a way to work together. So transportation and getting uh, economic development and getting companies to come to Cincinnati and getting folks to work proved to be a what, what that commonality was. And then we made it make sense and resonate to those individuals. And then we built upon that. Well, now we just passed a, a billion-dollar levy um, $100 million for 10 years uh, that has tr- will transcend, transcend this, this region um, in transportation. So I think you gotta, you got to be able to have a vision long-term. Um, and I was always taught to bring people together, and I'm not scared of much stuff. You know, my brothers and I and my uncles, we used to walk into a room, and we hated bullies. Uh-huh. And we, went, we went first to the bullies, we ran to the problem, and we showed folks that we had spine and wasn't scared. Yes. And then we built from that. So we take out the people who are not interested in, in progressing, take them out first. Wow. And then build upon the commonalities of the rest of the folks. They have courage once the person who is the loudest and most negative in the room is just taken out. And then that's what I've done all my life. Um, my father put that in us. You're a man first. You walk into the room of a God before you who could be against you. Yes. You walk and you run towards the fire. Wow. You run to the fire. Wow. That's what I've done all my life. 
Wow. <laughs> Jason Dunn, this is some good stuff, man. This is some good stuff. I love your thinking. I love your spirit. Uh, where, tell me again, uh, before we go, because we've we got about four minutes left, tell people where they can go to register and why they should register. You, you go to ncbmp.com, ncbmp.com, and I, you know, I think you go because you need some empowerment. You go because you want to, to, to hear other black professionals uh, along with um, experts who are white, black, and brown coming together, speaking on an industry that, frankly, um, uh, employs most of our community. So if we're empowering this industry, we're actually taking people from poverty and positioning them for growth, not just in middle America, but also um, as they go and build through the matriculation of professional careers. So I think there's something for everybody. There's going to be some stats that each of you can use um, that will be unveiled on, uh, for the Black Travel Study, which should give you a sense of pride of who we are as a community, what we have contributed, and to also show you that, you know, once you have this, be armed with data, which is why folks don't want you to have it, how different your, your mindset and vision is and, 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 how, and how you see things differently and you, how you see yourself. Wow. And I think at the end, I would, uh, my desire is that our people, our organizations, people who, who follow us and support us, who are allies, uh, stand straighter, stand, stand taller, and aren't afraid, again, to run to the fire. Wow. You, you, you can't be afraid to run. you gotta, you got to, and I tell my staff, and I tell my daughter, and my son, and my wife, if you start in a relationship or a conversation or a business arrangement with your back bent, you will leave with your back bent. Mm. If you walk in the door with your back straight and your chin up, you will walk out with your back straight and your chin up. And that comes with pride, courage, and having the information, having the vision. Man, I love the spirit. And I'm sure the listeners right now are saying the same thing. I like that guy. I want that guy. I want to know that guy. And I'm encouraging everybody. Go to N as in Nancy, C as in Charlie, B as in Bobby, M as in Mary, P as in Paul, dot. Com. Register. You can do it from your home, from your uh, kitchen, from your bedroom, from your office. And you can register, go and learn how this industry is going to be impacting your future. He said already, you can start with nothing and grow quickly to six figures in this industry. And there are a lot of opportunity. And many people are involved or want to be involved and didn't know how to get into this uh, business and this opportunity and hospitality. Hospitality is is going to be coming back. And when it does, you want to be on the forefront. Well, uh, we got about a minute left, Jason. Any closing thoughts for everybody to tell them about how they can do more, be more, and achieve more learning from your life lessons? You know, Dr. Jai, let me just say thank you for the opportunity. And our motto is we do business with our friends. Amen. So we, we welcome you to the family, and uh, we want to do business with your listeners. Uh, and, again, if I had anything to say, um, other than what I've said, is that uh, I believe that we're going to be all right. I believe um, that God puts people in our life for a reason, and as long as you follow the steps, you have courage, and you run to the fire, you're, you're going to be all right. 
Man, oh man, this guy, <laughs> that's why he's a leader. That's why he has created a, a, a history-making position right out of Cincinnati, Ohio, and now he's doing it nationally with the National uh, Coalition of Black Meeting Professionals. Well, I want to thank him for being my guest. I want to thank all of you for joining us. I want you to share this message with your friends, whether it's on the radio or on uh, my podcast Tell people, you got to hear this interview. You got to hear this show. And then you got to go and register. Share the link with everybody and say, come on and register with me. We're going to learn how we can build our future. And I want to thank you all. Follow me. Go to winwithwilly.com. Winwithwilly.com. You'll see all my websites there. And then make sure you join us on Monday nights, 9 o'clock, for Happily Married Monday with the Jollies. Uh, Monday through Friday on the Get Up Morning with Erica Campbell, 820 Eastern, 720 Central. And then if you're on that Win With Willie, you sign up for my newsletter, I'll send you a free one-minute message every morning to inspire you. And then Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. on Jolly Good News Facebook, the Jolly Good News Report. So remember, for sure, for sure, for sure, your best is still yet to come. God bless you. Have a great week on purpose. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Have a great day. you enjoyed this podcast episode and I hope you got something of great value and I hope that you were inspired, you were motivated, you were empowered and you were encouraged to live your best life. I hope this information and this inspiration will help you to do more, be more and to achieve more. That's the goal why I started this program and I hope it helped you in a mighty way. Now, I ask you to make sure and that you take full advantage of all the resources that came through this program. I hope you go to wjspeaks.com gift and get some of the free resources that we have there for you. I hope you go to wjspeaks.com shop to get some of the books that we have created, that we've labored over to make sure that they will deliver a powerful message to you. I hope you go to willyjolly.com slash billionaire, willyjolly.com slash billionaire or wjspeaks.com slash billionaire to get the box that it will inspire your whole family or get the bag of books. Make this a great day, a great week, a great month. And remember, it is true that you are blessed and all things are possible for them that believe. So make the most of the belief that you have now in your future. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Have a great day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.